What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Welcome to Two Cents on Two Wheels on the Cumulus Media Des Moines Podcast Network. Brought to you by our friends at AEOutdoorPower.com. Listen, if you're in central Iowa, the drought is not going to continue forever. The grass is going to grow, and when it does, make sure you're equipped with a new lawnmower from our friends at AEOutdoorPower.com. They've got all the best manufacturers to get you the perfect lawnmower for your job. Check them out at AEOutdoorPower.com. Now let's get into spilling some change. Two cents on two wheels. I'm your host, Jeremy Riesenberg. I have a special guest today, Dalton Jones. Dalton is a staple in the Midwest motocross community. Grew up riding around the same time I did, but now he's a a moto dad. So it's going to be a fun one. Dalton, I want to thank you for jumping on the podcast today. How are things going today for you? It's going great, JR. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. So let's talk about your background in motocross as a kid. How did you get started racing and what was that like for you? Well, yeah, I got started. Um, my stepdad, Scott Gloden, he got me into motocross when I was little and it just kind of took off from, from there. Something I adapted to and started to really love and found a passion for. And yeah, started doing that and made it to Loretta's one time and had some good luck. Yeah, now I got my son racing and I just couldn't be happier doing that with him and something that we both have have a passion for. Yeah, I mean, you you did accomplish the dream like we talked about. You had some success on the local level, you know, traveling around the Midwest. And then in 2006, made it down to Loretta's in two classes, which is such a huge feat when you're talking about being in the top 42 in the nation on a big bike. Let's talk about that process of getting down to Loretta Lens. Do you remember where the the regional qualifier was for for you? Yeah, my regional was at Millville. Oh wow! So you're on a national style track, the the Midwest region. When it's in Minnesota, those guys absolutely fly up at Millville. What was that regional weekend like for you? Um, I was coming into it pretty nervous, um, going into it. I was riding, I actually rode one of Cody Gilmore's 2004, 252 strokes. I hadn't rode a two stroke at all before I went into that weekend and we just kind of jumped onto it for another class and it ended up working out great. I was on a 250 F in that two stroke and I got second on the 250 F and I ended up winning on the, on the uh, two stroke getting me in yeah it was really cool and when you're talking about it we're at a lens regional you're talking not only are you on a national track but it's a full gate you got 42 other guys lining up and it's quite a difference from a normal local race where you know everybody on the gate with you but when you're talking about is people come from far and wide to multiple regions what was going through your mind as you lined up for that first one? What were your goals at that time? It certainly probably wasn't to, to go away with the one, two. No, for sure. I was just 
wanting to get through and stay on two wheels and just yeah every moto getting that top six and six insecure that spot but no i was definitely nervous for the first time lining up on that two stroke against all the 450s i had never been been in a situation like that but um yeah i think the first moto i came out and i had a top five start so it was pretty good from there i kind of worked my way up and ended up winning that first moto and then second moto i got kind of buried in the back and i came out about 25th and i worked my way up to third i believe and um that and then our third moto is actually at uh downport and it was they actually canceled third motos because the track was just we got so much rain that night it was pretty crazy and i'd never been to a regional where where, where they canceled but that's how bad it got oh wow that's crazy i think that you you alluded to it there when you're talking about a big race like that it isn't that you can just pull a whole shot and run away. You're going to have some adversity. You have to, as my friend Denny Stevenson talks about, you have to channel that clutch gene. It's not something that you can really prepare for, but did you feel like you had some good preparation to find that extra little bit to come through in the clutch? Yeah, for sure. Um, with that kind of, mixed terrain down there the dirt and those sand whoops and stuff we had a pretty cool practice track in Tecama that um was right by the by the river and it kind of had those same terrains and that's what I trained on and worked up for that regional all the way up until it so I felt like going in for like track wise and if I needed to put the helmet down and charge I knew I was definitely cap capable of doing that on what what I was training on getting ready for it you speak about the the training down there in Omaha what was that like? Did you have a lot of areas to ride? Who was in your crew that you rode with um, at the time? Um, no, it was just really our one track um, from my around my hometown by Tecama, right outside of Omaha. But it was really um, Cody Gilmore would come down and that was really the only one I had working with me and we would just do motos. And he was the one that really kind of got me ready for Loretta's and the originals uh, leading up to it. So talk about Loretta's. I know from experience, the first time when you go down there and you go over the hill and you see it, and it is such an awesome feeling than when you are going down there for the first time to line up on the gate. It's almost like I made it. What was it like going down there for the first time and then having to flip that switch and be a part of the motos? No, that was definitely something I'll never forget. And um, actually, Cody took me down in his parents' rig. He drove me down there, let me ride his. Actually, he won Rookie of the Year that year. And I jumped up from that 04 two-stroke to the bike he won Rookie of the Year on. And he had it all ready for me. And we trained it around Spencer there, getting ready for the race. But coming in there, it was it was like it was pretty cool surreal um i went down there when cody won the championship and but i didn't race a few years prior to that so i kind of got the idea of what the national was like but coming there and lining up and putting the gear on myself and going out there it was it was pretty cool i was pretty nervous doing it but no uh, going up and seeing the track like like you said and just taking a look at it and knowing that i'm going to be racing on it was a pretty cool feeling yeah, as much as you think that you're prepared for Loretta's the first year, the second year, <laughs> it's really hard. And I, I think it, it takes a number of years before you're actually able to tackle that. 
Stay tuned for more Two Cents on Two Wheels, sponsored by our friends at AE Outdoor Power. Is it time for a new mower this year? Think AE Outdoor Power with three great Iowa locations, Urbandale, North Liberty, and Davenport, as well as aeoutdoorpower.com. The greatest brands with over a 1,000 mowers in stock. New mowers that sit inside, so they're actually new. Find them at aeoutdoorpower.com. That's aeoutdoorpower.com. We we'll right back with more two cents on two wheels after this. Business has always been about turning a profit, making money, but can it stand for something more, something beyond dollars and cents? We think so. We think that today business has a higher calling, a purpose to be fair and just, to do right by their workers, customers, communities, and the environment. And it turns out companies successful doing that also do better for their bottom line. When you see the just capital seal, it means this company is a force for good. Visit JustCapital.com to learn more. Get an inside look at Hollywood with Michael Rosenbaum. Let's get inside of my buddy, Kamal Nanjiani. When you talk about Eternals and it wasn't the response that you were hoping, how did that affect you? Marvel thought that we'd be going on a wave of raves, you know, and it wasn't true. The reviews were really bad. And you were aware of it while you were on tour? Yeah, I was too aware of it. And so very intentionally, I did start counseling. Emily says that I do have trauma from it. Inside of you with Michael Rosenbaum. Wherever you listen. Welcome back to Two Cents on Two Wheels on the Cumulus Media Des Moines Podcast Network. But speaking of tackling things, as you uh, got older, as we all do, had some kids, then your son catches the bug. How how did that transpire? How did he get into the sport? Yeah, so basically I got him one of those little electric Stasic bikes and he started riding that around and he started getting pretty good on that. And then, um, he's, we watched a few motocross videos and stuff with some outdoors and supercrosses when it was on. And he was, dad, I want to try that. I want to maybe get into motocross. So I, I got him a PW and basically his passion and love for the sport. I could just see it took off right away. I like to go riding and just stuff like that. I, didn't even have to ask, like I'll come home and he's just ready, chomping at the bit, ready to go ride. It's just, I never really even ask him to go. It's just something that he loves to go do and have fun. So once I got him in that, he almost made it pretty easy for me to go as hard as we are. Cause it's just something that he loves. And it, yeah, like every day I'll come home. He's just asking me to ride. I don't even, it's just time to load the truck up and go ride. And you bring it up and it, it's such a great point. It's, you know, we all grew up in the sport, but when it comes to our own kids, it's not something that you can push on them. It's either they resonate with it or they don't. And level that they get into the sport is it's all on them. I mean, it's not something that you can just groom and and have them be champions. But he got on the P-Dub and where was the first race at? He actually raced his first race. It was actually three years ago uh, this week. He raced at Fiddler Creek and Homer um yeah he came on came on that and actually looking at the memories on facebook going by it was pretty cool i remember he got his first medal i think he got sixth or seventh or something on that but i think he wore that medal for about two or three days around the house and he wasn't taking that thing off he was super pumped from it and i think that gave him the fuel and he it was all yeah it was game over from from the, there on out still so coming from a perspective of growing up in the sport and then 
now having your kid grow up in the sport and being at the races with your family, what are some of the intangibles that you see that he's getting from lining up on the gate? I mean, the kid's got many more medals and trophies and accomplishments since that first one. But what are some of the intangibles that aren't hanging on the wall that you see in him as a person? Um, yeah, I can definitely see like his drive, like his winning attitude and his just competitiveness and really everything he does now. It's just he he's really competitive. He takes stuff serious and just how he's adapting to like wanting to learn like we work on a lot on the track and he is always ready to learn like he doesn't really get flustered and he's always take that in and i see like going to school and stuff he's the same way he's always like he's competitive but not to a point like it's just awesome to see that the motocross has kind of and his teachers say that say the same thing he's like man that kid you can see he really has a drive in him and he's just competitive he wants to win he just has that fuel to keep going forward and that's awesome to see it is so awesome it's so awesome i want to get back into talking about some of the stuff you guys got coming up on the track but i want to talk one more time about you know the intangibles and the family time if you had let's say someone from his school that says man i've been watching your social media and it looks so cool how brody is doing and motocross and the person he's becoming if someone wanted to get into the sport what advice and uh kind of insight would you give them um i would i mean just let them know it it is a sport that takes a lot you can either do it to just race locals and have a great time or you can have the great time and you can push it and train and go to the national level but i would just say kind of just get your son into it and if it's something they love and you can kind of read how they take stuff and if they want to take it more serious or just something they want to kind of have as a just for for fun maybe be right on the weekends and have fun that's completely cool but it's just kind of letting them know what they're getting into and it is a dangerous sport and stuff and it's just you want to put the time into practice to be able to ride safer during the races and just yeah let them know exactly full circle of the stuff i think about daily about it Speaking of what you're getting into, I know we grew up as kids and, you know, had awesome bikes and awesome opportunities. One thing that you never really grasp when you're a kid is how much goes into it, how much goes into getting gas in the camper to get down the road, how much an entry fee to Loretta Lens is. Speak to the expense that it costs to do what you're doing on a huge level going to the major races and stuff and some of the challenges that come with that as well as some of the the people that are behind you helping out yeah for sure and that's yeah that's that's the biggest thing it seems like and it the price is just i mean with everything right now and the market and everything stuff just keeps going up the prices for loretta's actually this year they all did bump up but yeah it's and then you getting into wanting to have a practice bike and a race bike and just I like you nailed it. Just when you're a kid, you don't really grasp of everything that goes into it until you're the one actually putting it in. And yeah, I wasn't really the best mechanic or anything, but I'm, I mean, I'm still learning myself, but it's just, there's so much that goes in into keeping those bikes maintained to make sure that he's able to ride safe and compete at the highest level. And yeah, to make it to all those races to 
keep him like going at those national races and stuff. We definitely couldn't do it without all of our family and friends and close family helping out. Uh, my wife's parents are a huge help. My mom, Scott Gloden, we, I mean, it wouldn't be possible without all those guys helping me out and keeping Brody able to go at the level that, that we're at. It, it is absolutely, like you said, it takes a village to do it. And we talked about it earlier when you went over the hill the first time in Loretta's knowing that you're putting on the gear, going out on the track. I can only imagine what it felt like last year, taking your son down there and you got the bib on. He's lining up on the gate and he did exceptional for his first time down on the ranch. Let's talk about his experience last year at Loretta's. Oh man, it, that was like definitely the coolest feeling when we're sitting there the day before and they're going over like the riders meeting on the big screen and the freestyle show. And you could just tell that Brody was having like this, the time of his life. And I've heard about every day after Loretta's of when, of when we're going back, that's the funnest week I've ever had dad. And just those feelings of him having that reward of all the work that he did to make it there was really cool. And to see him having that much fun but no we went down there and he um you could you could tell he was a little nervous and everything practice went great um we went up for first moto and he was actually number 39 and and he drew the 39th pick chip so we got 39th gate pick and lined up way on the outside um and he came out for first moto and i could tell the jitters were kind of behind like in him and stuff but no he came out around a top 12 starter something and he worked his way up to seventh and he was in seventh on the last lap and his lap times were top five and he was charging and he was going around a lapper actually after the 10 commandments and he went down and the lapper had nowhere to go and he ran right into brody two and kind of flipped his bike up and their bikes were stuck together and he's panicking i can't see him i just see the yellow flags go up and i'm in the mechanics area and i'm like oh something happened and i don't see him coming back by and then he gets back by and i'm not for sure what he got that moto around 20th or something but the lapper's bike was they were stuck together and they couldn't get him apart and he was kind of panicking and he went to grab that lapper's bike and pull it off and he grabbed the exhaust on accident and just singed his right hand burned it pretty good right through the glove and by the time he got the bike up and going and stuff i think he was around 19th or 20th and then second moto um we had to wrap that hand pretty good and you could tell he like it was it like it felt weird because it was on the throttle side but he still did good and for third motos he came down with strep throat with 100 degree fever so we just kind of rode the third moto just to finish out the weekend but other than that the way he was charging the first end of that um first moto i mean the the first half of it i was i mean just seeing that without the place or whatever he got i think 22nd i knew i was like i was so happy to see that he was like he had it in him to go charge out there and run top 10 and run with with the fastest kids in the country and that really gave him a lot of uh, confidence going into this year too and that's why he chose to ride the pw again this year because he kind of already had his foot in the door doing it so he kind of knows what to expect and he's definitely ready this year he's uh ready to go down there and see what it, what he can do i was watching that first moto on racer tv and he was absolutely flying and it was as you said you didn't know what happened and on racer tv we didn't know what happened either and it's it talks to the grit, you know, 
that he has that he came back from the burnt hand. If there's ever a time not to run a fever, it's Loretta Lynn's week when it's humid and hot. But the fact that he pushed through and came through with the 22nd, right there at the top half of the class in his first year, I don't. I watched a lot of people go down to Loretta Lynn's, and it's very, very rare to put together three motos for the first time down there. So I do think, as you said, he'll be better prepared for it this year. Let's talk about the the regionals and stuff this year. How'd it go uh, for Brody? I know he's got the ticket and heading down to the ranch. Oh, yeah, that, that Ponca City Regional was, uh, yeah, it was one for the books. It seems like almost all the regionals this year has got some rain, so it's kind of been a challenge. But, no, going down there, um, man, I couldn't be happier with how he rode and adapted to that track. Um, he got the one 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 and got the overall in the P-Dub, rode immaculate. I think he won the second and third moto by over a minute. He wow. was just, man, I like I've never seen him ride like that before. Um, and on his Cobra junior, he, he, man, he rode that great. We went down two weeks before and the way I was seeing him ride his Cobra junior, I was like, eh, he has a decent shot at going. I mean, I think we'll be in the top eight, maybe like, it'll be close. And man, he came out and he just like, he passed for the lead in the second moto. It was really muddy. And man, from then on, I was like, man, it was just a completely different rider, but he definitely showed up at the regional to, uh, with some fire under him and ready, ready ready to go but we got a bunch of rain that second day and we they actually had to cut the track um the, yeah and the entire race they had to cut the whole back section because we didn't get started until about 10 a.m it was just downpouring really deep mud and actually we went up to the line for his electric bike class and we're on the gate like we're i mean staging and we're getting ready to roll in and the ama official comes over and says hey we're gonna move this e-bike class to the end of the schedule we don't have any i mean it's just too muddy for those bikes to get around and i ask him i'm like well that's that's cool and that's fine but we have a pw moto and about three motos are you going to move that too and he goes no i think the pws are going to run and i'm like okay that's completely fine and i seen in brody's eyes like it didn't it didn't even bother him like i'm like okay let's go grab the p-dub and he just cruised back grabbed it and i was like i was way more nervous than he even looked like it didn't even face him and we come up there and get to the line and before this like weeks going up to ponca whenever it would rain we'd just go out to the track and we'd just ride and ride and ride in the mud to get used to it so i could tell he was feeling pretty good going into it but this was like this was pretty gnarly and i'm like the pws are really still going and he's like yep i'm like all right i'm like all right man the only thing i can really do here brody is i can like I can pick you a good gate, but after that gate, it's all you. And he won the first moto. So we had first gate pick and we lined up way on the outside to try and find a tractor line with a little bit of where, where, where they were disking the start. And we went out there and everyone was kind of looking down at us because we had first gate pick and we're all the way on the outside and everyone was pushing down on the inside. And I was like, well, this is all I can help you do here. And the rest is for you. And man, he pulled that whole shot and he came around the first lap and I think he was leading by 20, 25 seconds and he came over where the track goes back into the first turn and there were still probably 10 kids stuck in that first turn just trying to get on the track and just coming around and he didn't even go down the whole moto and he was just, man, he just seeing him do that moto and that, I was like, man, he's coming to, like, he's got his 
he's got his A game on this year. And then third moto, we rode great too and won that. But that second moto in that mud was, that was something that I've never seen him ride like that before. That was really cool. So rewarding as a parent to see those, those breakthroughs like that. And I know you guys are gearing up for Loretta's. Sounds like you're putting in the work. It's going to be a great year. But I seen one thing that you're doing to kind of offset the the cost of that. Um, you mentioned the cost went up quite a bit, and uh, you got some stuff on your social media to help offset set that. Where can people find that um, and find out more about Brody's trip to Loretta's? Oh, for sure. Yeah, on my Facebook, Dalton Jones, and I actually have him a Facebook made too. It's just um, at Brody Jones 391. And yeah, we're doing a few raffles on there and um, to help kind of get that entry fee paid. Um, all the vehicle passes and the electrical lottery, if we were to get picked up for that. Um, we're just trying to raise a little bit more money to help us get down to that. And um, I'm going to be having a banner made for some businesses. to be able to put their logo on them and we'll represent that in the pits. But um, yeah, like you said, it takes a village to get to make this sport work and get in there. And I'm just happy with all the support and everything that we've got so far, because it definitely wouldn't be possible or yeah, it, I wouldn't even have a chance of make, getting him down there and all that if I had to do it on my own without any help. So yeah, everyone's help is so appreciated and all the, it, and it's really cool to see like friends and family and stuff that maybe I hadn't talked to in high school and they just kind of follow Brody's racing career and them all pull in and really help. And they're able, like we have a raffle going a hundred numbers to buy $20 a ticket. And it's just people I hadn't talked to in maybe years and stuff. And they're more than willing to help Brody out to know that the level that he's going down on. And it's just cool to see a kid from Nebraska competing with the kid from all around the nation and knowing that he has a pretty good shot to do good this year. Who are some of those sponsors helping you guys out on a, on an everyday basis? Um, we have golf arms from Takema, my grandma, Margaret. Um, like I said, Scott, my mom, my wife's parents. We have a great gear company this year, FX racing. We jumped on with them. We couldn't be happier with them um, helping us out with gear. Um, in a, those are about our main sponsor, uh, Midwest Extreme Park with Dusty McDonald. He's been a huge help this year, um, getting us going. Um, and just, yeah, and there's been uh, so many more of people that have just joined in, but those are probably our main ones that really we couldn't do it with, with, uh, without those guys, those, those main sponsors. I can't wait. Loretta Lynn's just about a month away. You get, you're in the grind, getting ready for it, and I can't wait to watch Brody's journey down there and hear all about it on socials. Dalton, it was great catching up with you. Tell Brody, keep on it. There's so many people that he probably doesn't even know about watching his journey and cheering him on, and I can't wait to see how he does down there at Loretta's and send him a massive two cents on two wheels shout out uh, for the best of luck down there. Hey, thanks a lot, man. I really appreciate appreciate you having me on and nope, I'll let him know. And yeah, we're going to keep on grinding and see what we can do and hopefully come away with a nice finish down, down there at the ranch and let all of his hard work pay off. Dalton Jones on this episode of Two Cents on Two Wheels on the Cumulus Media Des Moines Podcast Network, sponsored by our friends at aeoutdoorpower.com. Get dialed in with a new mower or... 
whatever you need to make your lawn the best looking one on the block at aeoutdoorpower.com. We'll talk to you soon. See you at the races. What's up, folks? Anthony Armstrong here. Bob Popple, along with Super Bowl champion Carl Banks. Hey, NFL fans. This is Solomon Wilcox, former NFL safety and host of the Believe in Bengals podcast. Catch my show and all 32 Believe NFL podcasts. Listen in to former players give their inside perspective on your favorite team. Search Believe, that's B-L-E-A-V, on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. It's always football season, wherever you listen.